All right, this is your boy JCF of The Profits Picks, and I got a few people I want to promote on today. Highlighting Nails by Imani. That is once again at nailsby.ymanii in Jonesboro, Georgia, 258 South Main Street, Suite F, Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. Check out my daughter in Atlanta, Georgia. She is the best nail technician inside the 285 perimeter or outside of the 285 perimeter once again it is 258 south main street suite f jonesboro georgia 30236 she's open right now in the eastern standard time zone it is 12 over there right now and in this time zone bishops southern cuisine 10400 south post oak road suite e Houston, Texas, United States of America, Bishop Southern Cuisine at gmail.com. Once again, Bishop Southern Cuisine. Check him out even during the holidays. Shopneolife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash my last name and the word health ran by the Mrs. Heavenly Hair, as well as the online beauty boutique.com. Check her out. Check me out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at profits underscore picks is the Twitter handle. The profits picks 2019 is the Instagram handle. And I am at the profits picks at gmail.com. Arigato Joy, Arigato Joy at soundcloud.com. Check him out as well. Check us all out. We're one big happy family and get ready for the show coming up next. Prediction shows for this week in the NFL at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. Have a great day, everybody, and stay tuned to the show coming up next. One. On yesterday, some teams dominated, and on yesterday, some teams just barely won that close game. And then, on yesterday, some teams that you expected to win, they lost, and they got dominated by those teams that dominated them on yesterday, and Good morning, 11.30 a.m. Central Time here in the Profits Pick Studios forward slash media centers. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Monday up to this point. It is 12.31 now p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Good afternoon to you East Coasters. It's still morning over here. And it is still morning in the mountain time zone, 10.31 a.m. there. Good morning. And last but certainly not least, 9.31 a.m. Pacific. Good morning. Hope everyone is having an absolutely and totally wonderful Monday, December the 12th, 2022. The number 12 is a very important number. And it signifies, I knew I was going to mess it up, a lot. And um, pay attention to 1212, man, I'm telling you. All right, uh, 
This is the Sunday Night Football Results Show, week 14, as well as just a portion of week 14's games when it comes to uh, the results and what happened in some of those games. And uh, won't talk a lot about what happened in the majority of the games on yesterday, even though honestly I should because... Sunday was yesterday and it's still a little fresh in our minds and our heads even though it is in our past but tomorrow I will give a complete and total breakdown of everything that happened not just on yesterday which is once again weird because tomorrow will be Tuesday will be in our third day of the full week and our only our second day of the full work week for those of you that work Monday through Friday like myself. And uh, during the Monday Night Football results show, week 14 finale, that's the reason why I throw on the end of that week, whatever week it may be, week 14, week 7, week 4, week 1 finale is because I talk a lot about what happened more than 48 hours ago at that point in time tomorrow, which will be, of course, in reference to what happened on yesterday. I hope you was able to keep up with all of that I just said just now. Bottom line is, if you're free to listen to the shows, please listen to the shows. They're entertaining, or should I say, at least I hope they're entertaining. And um, in all honesty, I have fun doing them. Um, I have fun doing them. Once again, I hope everyone is having a wonderful uh, Monday morning up until this point afternoon. If you're on the East Coast, it is approximately uh, 7.34 Hawaiian Standard Time. Aloha to Waikiki, Maui, Honolulu, as well as the World War II USS Arizona Pearl Harbor Memorial. This is Sunday Night Football Week 14 results. Ship. Um... I want to start off by saying and letting everyone out there know before I go into the core of this show, before I go into the in-depth details of this show, I want to let everyone know right now, I did not see the game on last night. I didn't watch it. I did not watch the game on last night. In all honesty, I intended to watch the game on last night. And I am fully aware that it's probably important if I'm going to be doing a podcast show that has the title results show in it. It's probably important for me to watch that game, right? But in all honesty, I have not watched Sunday Night Football week 14 as of yet now. With that said, don't panic. I've seen enough highlights to know what happened in that football game on last night to basically piece everything together. And in all honesty, to give you the results of what happened in that game on last night without having to go into in-depth detail to let everyone know, hey, I watched the game on last night and this is what happened from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. I don't have to watch that game. In order to give you the results, because the results show is basically 
for me when I do this show is just a little bit of feedback on what I saw, what happened in the show, or not the show, listen to me, what happened in the game. And in this case, uh, as I forestated a few moments ago, I can't do that for this particular result show because I didn't watch that game on last night. Um, pretty sure you all are wondering why. Since you now know how I can still do a results show without watching an actual game. Here it is. The peripheral. Chloe Moretz is amazing. She has been acting for a very long time. She is a young lady about my daughter's age. I believe she's 25 when I Googled her uh, last week. And uh, she's from Georgia. And she's an amazing actress. I had no idea in all of the projects and the TV shows and the movies that I've seen her in. I never noticed she can just switch on her southern accent like that. And I remembered when I Googled her on yesterday or not yesterday, but last week, I was reminded. I reminded myself when I Googled her that, oh, yeah, she is from Georgia. But the thing that continued to throw me off when I reminded myself that I have Googled her before is the fact that until the peripheral show that comes on Amazon Prime, I never heard her use that Southern accent. And I don't want to ruin the show for anyone out there. It's really good. I'm not going to ruin it for you like I ruined for some uh, the terminal list. But yeah. Go and watch the peripheral. It is excitingly prophetic in many, many ways. If you watch it with a prophetic perspective, you will get a lot from that show. It's really good. Um, Again, I'm not going to give anything else away. Um, But yeah, those of you that have that has Googled Chloe Moretz, we all know she's a blonde. You know, she's young. We all know that she's acted in a lot of things, but the only thing that I've given away about this show is the fact that she has that Southern twang. And I don't know if it's something that she practiced or if it's something that is from her roots, because again, she's from Georgia and uh, yeah, she's an amazing actress. And there are a lot of good actors, by the way, that cast, that ensemble of uh cast members for the show the peripheral is um amazing now when i first seen scenes for that show highlights for commercials advertisements whatever you want to call it i was like oh that looks interesting but then i was like but i don't think i'm gonna watch that and i'm starting to realize that amazon just is not there for you know, ordering stuff online and getting it shipped to your house the next day. It's not just there for groceries. It's not just there for finding something that you used to listen to back in the 90s when we actually used CD players. And that's a shot at everyone that is about my age or older and those that are younger. Not necessarily a shot, but just a call out. And what am I getting at? Amazon is doing an amazing job right now. They're doing an amazing job. The terminal list, flawless. Even before the terminal list. Um, 
Jack Ryan with Krasinski. Love Jack Ryan, right? We love Jack Ryan in Patriot Games and Clear and Present. Uh, was it Clear and Present Danger? I think so. Um, where he walks over from one room in the White House to the next. And he's going off on the guy with the glasses, who is another guy that always plays the bad guy in movies. I'm pretty sure everybody remembers him from the very first Mission Impossible movie. But anyways, kind of getting off track here. Sunday Night Football results week 14. But uh, yeah, that's the reason why I didn't watch the game on last night. I was watching Chloe and her crew entertain. It was amazing. Um, and I still have a few more shows to go. And another thing that I love about Amazon Prime is it automatically starts the next show for you before uh, you get an opportunity to stop it or before you get an opportunity to X out of it and then go to the next episode on your own. So, hey, Amazon Prime, Bezos, you guys need to throw, throw some money my way. I'm advertising your product right now uh, free. So, but just joking. Or am I? Um, yeah, so... Check out The Peripheral with Chloe Moretz. Check out Terminal List with MCU's very own Chris Pratt. Awesome. Awesome show. Chris Pratt, awesome in that series. All right. Again, did not watch the game on last night. Number one, I'm a Dolphins fan. Number two, I have this podcast show and I have to be extremely unbiased in it. Number three, as I was watching the alerts and the updates throughout the night um, flashing across my cellular phone, um, I was really not happy with what I was seeing highlights wise and uh, it really made me upset. Number one, at the Dolphins. Number two, at the simple fact that almost every single time NBC uh, Sunday Night Football Night in America basically picks one team, no one on the set or no one that's a part of the broadcast team picks a team differently because it's my understanding that everybody picked the Miami Dolphins on last night, myself included, by the way. Um, Normally, the team that was picked to win by every single person, that's the team that ends up losing. So that was another reason why I did not watch the game on last night. Now, am I going to watch the game? Am I going to watch my Dolphins lose? Yeah, I'm going to watch the game. I got to watch the game. I want to see what happened. I want to see how they lost. And um, I will probably be doing that tonight. Unless I'm pulled back in by the force that is called the peripheral yet again. Because tonight we do have New England at Arizona. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's Monday Night Football. It's an NFL game. But in all honesty, this is not one that I am looking forward to. If that makes sense. Um, because honestly, I don't know if it's going to be Kyler Murray versus Mac Jones. Or if it's going to be Bailey Zappi uh, versus Trace McSorley at quarterback. Because if you're anything like me, you look forward to the quarterback matchups in the NFL. NFL matchup. Ron Jaworski. Yeah, so um, 
I missed that show, by the way. Ron Jaworski's NFL matchup on ESPN. I really wish they would bring that back. But anyways, yeah, I was wrong. My prediction was Dolphins 34, Chargers 27, and the actual final score was Chargers 23, Miami Dolphins 17. Now, what happened in the game last night in which... It ended with the Dolphins going from eight and four on the year to eight and five. And then more importantly, three and four on the road. Chargers improved to seven and six and three and three at home. And this is the disclaimer that I always use week in and week out, everyone. You really don't know what's going to happen in the NFL week in and week out. And last but certainly not least, this is why I always say concerning an NFL football team, hey, they are on top of the division for now, or they have an inside track on the postseason for now, or this team has uh, in second place for now. Emphasis is for now because, again, it is the NFL and Anyone who was everyone that watches the NFL knows that the NFL stands for not for long, especially if you're not successful and you're not winning football games, whether you're a coach or a player or an assistant. And pretty sure I said this a few times already. I'm going to remind everyone again, I did not watch the game on last night. I've already went into details as to why I didn't. Which for me is really good reasons, but there was no score in the first quarter. And then the Chargers jumped out to a 17-7 lead in the second quarter. And when I seen that flash across my recording device, I was like, man, what is going on in this game? And part of the storyline for this game was Dolphins went to California last weekend. They were absolutely and totally dismantled by the San Francisco 49ers last weekend, just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would argue the Buccaneers got dismantled even worse on yesterday by the 49ers than the Dolphins did uh, last Sunday. And um, the other storyline was, okay, Tua Tungvaluwa went before Justin Herbert. The Chargers landed Justin Herbert, diamond in the rough, but was he really a diamond in the rough because he went in the first round right after Tua Tungvaluwa? So that was the other storyline going into this game on last night. The other storyline going into this game last night was the fact that the Chargers defensive line missing three key pieces, possibly even more than that. Um, Number one, of course, unfortunately, let me say that as well. Joey Bosa not in the game Uh, yet again. He was out um, of yet another NFL game for the franchise that he plays for, Derwin James. You can throw him in that uh, bucket as well. Yet again, the yet again bucket, missing another game due to injury. And um, SBD, Sebastian Joseph Day, or is it SBJD, or is it SJD? Sebastian Joseph Day. I think it's SJD, right? Sebastian Joseph Day, we all know, won a Super Bowl with the Rams. The team across the field on the in the other locker room at SoFi Stadium um, on last year, this past February. So um, without those three defensive players, as well as a few other defensive players, 
that was part of the reason why I predicted the final score that I did going with the Dolphins. Uh, the other, um, the other uh, storyline going into this game that helped me pick the Miami Dolphins, not because I'm a Miami Dolphins fans. Again, I have to be non-biased on this podcast show, which means that if one of my teams suck, which I have to, Atlanta or Miami, I have to be accountable enough to say, hey, Dolphins, you suck. Falcons, you suck, which I have done more times than not over the years since I've been doing this podcast show. Me being a Dolphins fan had nothing to do with me predicting a 34-27 to final in Los Angeles last night at SoFi Stadium. I just gave you all of the reasons why. Chargers defense banged up, beat up, bruised up. A lot of the guys on injury reserve, six-week injury reserve, end-of-the-year injury reserve, um, short-term. And, uh, you know, Dolphins explosive offense, and you would have thunk that the Dolphins would use this opportunity to bounce back and come back and open up a can like the NFL has never seen before with a team coming back after being blown out in California the previous week. And this is something that just popped in my head. Trivia question, right? San Francisco... Los Angeles. At one point in time, the Raiders were a part of the state of California as well. You also have the Los Angeles Rams, right? We know the Raiders are in Las Vegas now, permanently. But what NFC team, here's the trivia question, what NFC team like the Miami Dolphins this year, a few years back, but a better win-loss record. This is a multi. This is a multi-faceted trivia question here. Follow me, and it should be easy for those of you that's been paying attention to the more recent NFL since 2019. Which NFL team? And I'm helping you out. I'm giving you a hint here. From the NFC side of things, went to California, not once but twice. Lost to the same two teams back-to-back weeks. There's another hint for you. And the film from that first loss in California was the blueprint to beat this team the following week when they faced another California team the following week. And I don't even think it was the following week. I think it was a few weeks later. So it's a multifaceted trivia question, which is the reason why I'm going to read it just one more again for you. Which NFC team, National Football Conference, a few years back, a few years being 2019, 2020, went to California two times in that NFL season and lost to two of the California teams. You got to name the two California teams that they lost to, just like the Miami Dolphins did this season, but they're an NFC team. It wasn't back-to-back weeks, but it was close enough. Which team gave the rest of the NFL as well as the team in California that beat them a few weeks later, dismantled them, by the way. Which team was this? Super duper easy question for me because I follow the NFL as closely as I do. And I know exactly who this team is. And that just popped into my head just now because I was like, wait a minute. 
The Dolphins went to California two weeks in a row, and last week they were dismantled by the San Francisco 49ers. Again, Tampa Bay Buccaneers got dismantled way worse, if you ask me, than the Dolphins did against the 49ers. But then to turn right back around, compete, but still lose. And on top of that, the same two California teams was involved with the Miami Dolphins. So if you can answer that question, email me the right answer. Email me the date. Once again, it is 12-12. It is a Monday, 2022. Only a few weeks left in this year, ladies and gents. And uh, yeah, this is the week 14 Sunday Night Football results show. Teams that were on a bye week last week, that will be it for the NFL as I get ready to start predicting what will happen in week uh, 15 starting tomorrow afternoon. Um, trust me when I tell you. Uh, yeah, all teams are no longer on a bye week. The bye weeks in the NFL, they are in fact indeed over as we are on the road to Super Bowl 50. Seven, but Green Bay and Atlanta enjoyed some time off on yesterday. So did New Orleans, Washington, Chicago, the Bears, Indianapolis, and the Commanders. The Colts was the only team from the South. On yesterday, by the way, I went six and four. And of course, this is Sunday Night Football results show. With Sunday Night Football, I went six and five. Really not a bad day in that one o'clock window. Four games I got correct. Three games I got incorrect. Once again, I'll talk more about that again on tomorrow. Hopefully, I remember. And I got the Sunday Night Football game wrong. I got Thursday Night Football game wrong. And I got Sunday Night Football game wrong. So maybe now everyone will understand why I celebrate so much, so enthusiastically, so intentionally I celebrate when I get two primetime games correct in an NFL week. And if I don't get two of them correct, if I get three of them correct in a week's time, now maybe all of you understand the reason why. I'm 0-2 in prime time, and there's only one prime time game remaining, and that is the game tonight. Again, a game that I probably most likely will not watch from the very beginning. And if I happen to watch any of that game, it will be probably the last few minutes of it. And I'll just go ahead and delete it away and give you the results show on tomorrow. 17 to 7 at the end of the first half. Looks like Justin Herbert performed in a way last night to show the Miami Dolphins, hey, Tua Tungabaloa was not the guy you should have drafted. Ahead of me, you should have drafted me instead of him. And I'll tell you this right now. What would have happened if that had have happened? I'll give the question another way. I'll rephrase it. If the Dolphins had drafted Justin Herbert, would Tua Tungvaloa been drafted drafted by the Chargers that draft year? That's the question that I have for everyone. I believe that was three years ago. And in the second half, third quarter, you got 14 points now for the Miami Dolphins, but... You got 20 points for the Chargers because they got a field goal in the third quarter, making it 20 to 14. And then the game ended with the Dolphins managing to get a field goal and 
Los Angeles Chargers managing to get one more field goal, 23 to 17. The Dolphins' fault, man. The Chargers, before last night, you really didn't think they were in the playoff hunt, that they were really competing, that they were really playing up to their potential. They improved the seven and six. Once again, three and three at home. Dolphins fall to eight and five. Here's the eerie thing about this, though. Buffalo is still Buffalo. Buffalo is still on top of the AFC East, right? Dolphins led the AFC East for a few weeks, but Buffalo did what Buffalo does under McDermott and Josh Allen with the general manager, Jeffrey Bean, right? Took care of business. Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs. We knew that going into the year. They're not going anywhere. Buffalo beat Kansas City earlier this year. Both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills have 10 victories and three losses. Now, the Dolphins did win the first game against Buffalo. That was Tua Tungvaloa's first concussion game, by the way. And the Dolphins are in second place of the AFC East. The Shodges, they are in second place of the AFC West. They just have one loss more than the Dolphins and one win less than the Dolphins. So the Chiefs and the Bills are where they're supposed to be. They are who we thought they were. What's going to happen now, later on, this season? Only four weeks remaining. Weeks 15, 16, 17, and 18. Wives, get your husbands back. Or should I say, more time with them back. Once the season finally comes to an end. Second and first full week of January 2023. The second week of January 2023, but it'll be the first full week of the new year. Miami Dolphins, 14 first downs, two mistakes by the Chargers defense that awarded the Dolphins first downs. Six of those 14 on the ground, six of the 14 through the air. That means 12. 11 third downs, only three converted. Only 49 total plays. Chargers, once again, they did their job on last night for 219 total yards. Chargers and Dolphins both had 11 total offensive drives. Once again, that 219 for Miami is rushing and passing totals for 4.2, or should I say 4.5 yards, excuse me, Dolphins per play. And then 50 penalty yards on six penalties. Time possession, 20 minutes, 22 seconds. And guess what? Long story short, no turnovers. Now the Dolphins fumbled. It was recovered by Tyreek Hill, one of the highlights from last night. Tyreek Hill scooped it up, and somebody said today he was holding, folding his hands. As you've been watching the NFL and following the NFL a lot closer than me, way longer, you didn't see multiple angles of Tyreek Hill. He was not folding his hands, sir. He was not holding his hands during the fumble, sir. If you look at it from the other angle, which, by the way, your broadcast company provided, which is the reason why I was able to check you on that, Tyreek Hill was not folding his hands or holding his hands or just sitting there waiting. He was tightening his gloves, man. Come on. You get paid to do what I'm doing. And not only that, you showed various angles on your show today, and you had the nerve to say he was folding his hands 
just purposely insinuating bad behavior and bad character onto Tyreek Hill, who's done all that he could do to clear up his character and make his reputation better. I really hate pe- that when people do stuff like that. That really irks me. They go out of their way to say something that's not true and the visual evidence is there. He was not folding his hands or holding his hands in a moment of disgust, as I was told a few weeks ago, or disdowment, as I was told a few weeks ago. People are so misconceptive and so misconceiving. Um, perspective, um, perspective, excuse me. But he was grasping the end of his glove, which is around his wrist, and he was pulling his gloves tighter. Not only that, it's in the Madden video game, which it is something that you play. You know who I'm talking to. This is ridiculous. Mainstream media just have has gotten to all new levels of lowness. Especially when you have angles showing. He was tightening his gloves. Receivers, defensive linemen, defensive backs, linebackers, they do it all game long throughout the game. Because you want to make sure that your glove is on tight and you that you can grip the ball. I don't know what possessed this guy to say. Tyreek Hill was just sitting there folding his hands like, oh, the play's over, the Dolphins fumbled. And then Tyreek Hill saw the ball popped out and then he acted on it. At least give him credit for the fact that he saw the ball popped out and he acted on it, even if he was folding his hands. But he was not doing that. He was tightening his gloves. What do you want him to do? You want him to jump into the pile and injure himself potentially when it was already a pile of guys there? And also, you don't know what Tyreek Hill was thinking. Maybe, sir, Tyreek Hill was thinking that the play was over. Okay, and the fact that he was aware and alert to see the football pop out and he hopped on it and then he took it and he scored with it. That lets you know right there that he obviously wasn't folding his hands in disgust at the fact that, oh, woe is us Dolphins. We fumbled. No, he was not doing that. He was tightening the grip. He was tightening the gloves and uh, so that he could grip the football. All right. I just had to get that out because... As I look at the statistics from the game on last night, there were no turnovers by the Chargers or the Dolphins. There were no interceptions thrown, and there was a fumble, but it was not lost. It was recovered by the Dolphins, more specifically Tyreek Hill, and he scored with that. And, uh, yeah, mainstream media, the guys that get paid to do what I'm doing right now, come on. You got to do better. That's all I'm asking. Improve. Stop doing stuff to get ratings or whatever it is you want hits at your website, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, 24 first downs for the Chargers on last night. 16 of the 24 through the air, which I would expect with a Chargers offense led by a quarterback like uh, Justin Herbert. And then uh, Justin Herbert on last night and the Chargers offense had six first downs um, on the ground of that 24 total. There were two first downs by the Miami, uh, beg your pardon, by the Miami Dolphins defense that awarded the Chargers offense uh, those two first downs. So the Dolphins and the Chargers defenses both made mistakes that awarded uh, the Chargers and the Dolphins offenses 
first downs. And uh, the rest of these statistics are as follows here. And that is 18 third downs, 9 of the 18 converted by the Chargers offense. Electric, (laughs) no pun intended. Uh, Two fourth downs, one of those converted by the Chargers offense. 78 total plays. This is part of the reason why the Dolphins defense was just beat up on. 49 plays of offense. Dolphins offense couldn't stay on the field. I can tell that by looking at the numbers. Again, going back to the beginning of the show, emphasizing why I did not have to watch the game from beginning to end to give you the results of this show. Because I can tell what happened in many cases through these numbers. And the uh, 78 total uh, plays of offense, this is letting everyone know that the Chargers offense was on the field more than the Dolphins offense. Not only that, 432 total yards in the game, 11 total drives. That 432 total is rushing and passing. And then the average per play compared to the Dolphins, 5.5. For the Chargers compared to the Dolphins, 4.5. That lets you know right there that the Chargers offense basically averaged 10 yards more per play than the Miami Dolphins did. 40 penalty yards on six penalties. Dolphins and the Chargers had the same amount of penalties as well. Here's another key factor, which lets me know what happened in the game on last night. Time of possession for the Chargers. 39 minutes, 38 seconds. Dominated the game. Time of possession. Now, time of possession doesn't always prove that you dominated a football game. Because sometimes a team can lose and dominate in that statistical category, which is time of possession. But in most cases, most times than not, time of possession is almost the same for both teams. And most times than not, um, the team that had a little bit more time of possession is a team that ends up winning the game. All right, I will start with the Dolphins first. Tua Tonga below a 10 for 28, 145 yards passing, 5.2 was the average per touchdown pass, interception thrown. He was sacked twice last night for a loss of 18 yards. Quarterback rating of 24.7, overall rating of 65.3. Once again, Tua drafted before Mr. Justin Herbert in the draft a few years back. Raheem Mostert, the former 49er, 11 carries, 37 yards. Jeff Wilson Jr., 4 for 26. I think he got hurt last night. Dolphins almost got 100 yards rushing. 19 for 92, 4.8 per. No rushing touchdowns for the Dolphins as a team. Four receptions 81 receiving yards the touchdown for Tyreek Hill that came from the fumble recovery on last night and then Jalen Waddle two receptions for 31 yards Tyreek Hill slowed down he was contained but he was not stopped Jalen Waddle he was basically shut down um and I stand corrected Tua Tungvaloa threw a touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill, and then there was the fumble recovery for the touchdown for Tyreek Hill. Um, So he had two total touchdowns on last night. I don't know why he's not listed anywhere else in the statistical category uh, for touchdowns. He should have got credit for that in more than one area, not just a receiving touchdown. For the Miami Dolphins, tight ends, wide receivers, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs, 10 receptions, 145 receiving yards, averaging 14.5 yards per catch. And the receiving touchdown for Tyreek Hill. Um, Once again, Jeff Wilson Jr. fumbled on last night. 
Tyreek Hill recovered that fumble, and not only did he recover it, but he got around the edge, got up the sideline, and he did, in fact, score. Chargers. Justin Herbert broke the Prophets picks omen in a negative way here on the show. Quarterback that gets 40 pass attempts or more is normally in a losing effort because you're trying to come back. Passing the football down the football field is the quickest way to score and come back in the game, or it's a shootout, or they're just absolutely blowing the other football team off the field. And that's what Justin Herbert was doing last night. The latter, blowing the football team off the field, blowing my Miami Dolphins off the field. 39 completions for 51 pass attempts on last night. 367 yards passing, averaging 7.2 yards per completion. A touchdown pass, just like Tua Tungvaloa on last night. And no interceptions thrown, just like Tua Tungvaloa on last night. Unlike Tua Tungvaloa, though, Justin Herbert was sacked two times more for, for one yard less than Tua Tungvaloa. 18, 17 for Herbert. Quarterback rating of 67.6, overall rating of 102.3, sizzling hot. Justin Herbert. That's part of the reason, too, why I'm going to go ahead and watch this game later on this afternoon. Because I want to see the next generation of elite quarterback play. I want to see him perform. I want to see his performance. And even though it was a little bit for the Miami Dolphins on last night, Tua Tungvaloa, I still want to see that little bit that was performed by Tua on last night. Why would I not? I am a Dolphins fan, but I'm an NFL sports fan. Austin Eckler, best running back in the NFL, PFP, pound for pound. 15 carries, 45 yards, average 3 yards per carry, rushing touchdown. 23 carries, 82 yards rushing, 3.6 was the average per. And unlike the Dolphins, who got more yards and average yards per carry more, rushing the football than the Chargers, the Chargers got a rushing touchdown on last night. Which says record metric tons in a results show. Mike Williams, six receptions, 116 receiving yards, 19.3 was the average per reception. That only touchdown pass that was thrown, it was caught by a big number 81, Mike Williams from Clemson University. Keenan Allen returned yet again on last night to perform very well. 12 receptions for 92 receiving yards, 7.7 was the average per reception. And overall for the Chargers receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, and running backs, 39 receptions, 367 receiving yards, averaging 9.4 yards per reception. And once again, that one reception was thrown to Mike Williams for the touchdown. Justin Herbert fumbled. He also recovered his own fumble. Jerome Baker for the Miami Dolphins, 11 total tackles, 6 solo. He got a sack. Christian Wilkins for the Miami Dolphins got a sack. Eric Rowe, former Patriot, he got a sack. All three of the guys that I just named, they had two tackles for a loss. All of the guys that I just named, they also had a quarterback hit on Justin Herbert. All of a sudden, I have the yarns and I can't get rid of them. 74 total tackles for the Dolphins. Defense, 52 solo. Four sacks in the game, nine tackles for a loss. No passes defense and seven, count them seven, quarterback hits for Miami Dolphins defense on last night. The Shodges, Kenneth Murray Jr., a lot of juniors on this Chargers team and their defense, most importantly. Um, only junior that didn't play last night was Derwin James Jr. 
Uh, but Asante Samuel Jr. as well as once again Kenneth Murray Jr. played on last night for the Chargers defense. And Kenneth Murray Jr. had seven total tackles, six solo. No sacks, no tackles for a loss, no pass defense, no quarterback hits. As a team last night, the Chargers defense, 38 total team tackles, 27 solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss, six passes defense, and four quarterback hits on Tua Tagovailoa. And the reason why their numbers are less than the Dolphins' numbers is because, once again, Dolphins offensively, they were three and out for the majority of the game. 11 third downs, only three of them converted. And they only had 49 total plays of offense. That's part of the reason why the Chargers' defensive statistics aren't as much as the Dolphins' defensive statistics. Dolphins' defense was on the field way more or a lot longer, however you want to phrase it, than the Chargers' defense. And uh, Chargers' defense got on the field. They did their job, got off the field. Chargers' offense got on the football field, held on to the football, long, time-consuming drives, which is why they won time of possession. And again, even though it could have been categorized as a sloppy game in certain areas, once again, I did not see the game on last night. It was a clean game overall. When you look at you only had a total of 12 penalties for both teams for just under 100 yards, 90 to be specific. And then there were no turnovers in the game. That is pretty clean for an NFL football game. Um, once again, I go from nine and four on Sunday Night Football to nine and five on Sunday Night Football. On yesterday, I went six and four with Sunday Night Football six and five, and it hurts a little bit because there were six teams on a bye on yesterday, and I only have one game remaining. And because of what happened in last night's game, it really does not motivate me to watch tonight's game. Do I got a lot riding on this game tonight? Yeah, I do. Especially for the team that I predicted to win. And as a matter of fact, I just reminded myself, let me go ahead. While I still have time here in the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Lunch Hour. Something that I failed to mention at the top of the show. This is the lunch hour here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show. I do not do podcast shows while I'm working. Let me go ahead and share Monday Night Football Prediction Show with the world as soon as I end this show. And as soon as I end this show, as soon as I share that, I will share the results show once again from Thursday night. And I will share the results for this show. But got to get that Monday Night Football game out prediction show out right now because if I don't I'm going to forget and then before I know it Monday Night Football is going to be kicking off and as I forestated I'm probably not going to be zoned in tuned in all the way for that game I'll probably see highlights here and there I want to watch Sunday Night Football as well and I also want to finish watching that Tampa Bay Buccaneer dismantling of the uh by the 49ers and I also want to watch the Denver Broncos basically compete on yesterday afternoon. Everybody saw that. That was amazing, right? I mean, they not they still lost the football game 34 to 28, but it was 27 to nothing for a very long time. And you really didn't think the Broncos was going to try to come back and do anything. But as I always say, even in those prediction shows for division rivals, whenever division rivals get together, all of the record books goes out of the window. 
because these are division rivals and nobody has no idea what's going to happen in that game. And I want to watch the rest of that game. I started watching it yes, last night. I started watching 49ers and the Buccaneers um, probably about a quarter and a half in. And uh, I watched more of the 49ers and Bucks game uh, than I did the Chiefs and the Broncos game. Both teams have a B in their name, so I had to be careful uh, that I didn't call one team the other and the other team the other. Uh, but yeah, happy Monday, everybody. A little over 46 minutes. Everybody stay safe out there. Stay tuned to the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. Results show series will continue on manana. Monday Night Football results show tomorrow afternoon about the same time during the lunch hour here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast. Week 14 finale. And then I will roll right on over immediately into week 15 Thursday Night Football prediction. San Francisco at Seattle. Everybody stay safe out there. My prediction, 34-27 Dolphins over Chargers. I was wrong. Chargers came out, opened up a can and whooped themselves, 23-17. One.